Uh-oh, the internet. You know what time it is. When you hear my voice, that means the adult has left the room and the substitute teacher who smells like a pre-rolled blunt has entered the classroom. That's right. Welcome to Season 215, Episode 4 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. It's the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared, sordid consciousness. It's Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Normally, that's when Jack would say, and that means, obviously, Miles, what national day is it today? Well, let me tell you, it is National Chocolate Covered Anything Day and Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. Now, I have a, I've, wait, this has to be from those fucking people again from wellcat.com who put up this goddamn fake holiday. For those of you who didn't listen yesterday, we kind of got to the bottom of some of these holidays that are invented, and about 70 of them come from a couple in, I think, Australia, where they're just making stuff up and making them holidays. But either way, shout out to Chocolate Covered Anything. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. As I said, my name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Jingle bells, binding smells, Congress at the bed. Trump mobile couldn't stop this deal, but we're fucked anyways. Hey, okay, that's from the brew, the brood off the red nosed reindeer on Discord. Shout out for that wonderful holiday inspired AKA. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my guest co host, someone who is just, a, just an indomitable host, uh, a talent, an improviser, comedian, actor. I feel like writer, engineer, almost anything that you could possibly do, this man can do it. And I am very pleased and honored to introduce my co-host for today, straight from Chicago, Illinois, it is Jackie <laughs> Neal! Kneel on me, mm. and you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. And I'll help you, Jackie. So, no, it won't be long before we all need a Jackie to kneel on. Sing with me, y'all. You just right. call, call on me, brother, brother, when you need a hand. We all need a Jackie to kneel on. That's all I know. That's all I know. What up, nigga? There we go. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, Jeez. man. You know, today is chocolate covered day. I am chocolate covered. That's why they asked me on. <laughs> right, guys, welcome What's back. Your fav- to- What's up? You What's got a favorite, favorite night? Now you got a favorite chocolate covered uh, food item? Uh, I actually hate chocolate, man. I eat uh, Butterfinger. Oh, that's right. Butterfinger, boy. You put that peanut butter, crispity, crunchity, and some chocolate, and that shit. John White, you look, you you give me the look. Wow. Butterfingers are Butterfingers. You didn't even like intro shit. the guest and he's giving I know, us I'm facials. sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, we haven't even <laughs> introed him. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him shit already. Uh, what else? <laughs> he turned his camera off. What else? Uh, <laughs> y'all didn't hear that, audience. You don't know who is on the show yeah. today or <laughs> the title of the podcast. You don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Chocolate covered things are disgusting. I think they're fucking nasty unless, like, it's the chocolate bar or some shit wow i don't know okay look different. sorry white people <laughs> sorry uh chocolate industry but i'm <laughs> not going to abide you know nice try big chocolate well i guess we might as well just get to it you i'm know, sorry um, i ruined it <laughs> look our guest today mm-hmm. someone who you know i've i've i first knew through podcasts then eventually being on each other's podcast we became very familiar 
we became pretty friendly. We found out we have a lot of shared interests. Uh, you might know him from, you know, I don't fucking anything that's funny because this guy's an L-E-G-E-N-D in our books. But I guess to start off, maybe you didn't know about him from UCB. So maybe you saw him on Guy Code. Maybe you heard him as uh, the intern on Comedy Bang Bang. Maybe you heard him team up with Lauren Lapkus talking about how they was raised by TV. Maybe you know about Action Boys. Maybe you know about High and Mighty. I don't know. I could keep going, but let's welcome Long Island, Strong Island's very own mm. Mr. John Gabris. Mm. Yeah, it's John Gabris, a.k.a. Vanilla Covered Everything. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yogurt-covered yeah. raisins. We got, we no, got all the, the, bases both the grossest slash whitest food ever, yogurt-covered raisins. It's like, hey, uh, it's, <laughs> neither thing tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember seeing those things like in a grocery store, like in the nuts section? You're like, those might be good because they look like candy. And then you eat it like, what the fuck? I think it's like congealed fat on an old <laughs> yeah, raisin. Yeah. Hey, That's the most kid shit ever is like, okay, this looks as close to candy or cookie as like when you're eating like fucking I'm an Italian. So growing up eating biscotti, it's like, right. oh, yes, it's like a, a cookie. And then you eat it. You're like, it's nothing like a cookie, but it's the only thing in the cabinet. Right. I broke was- my canines on, on how hard it was. I don't have that a That wasn't a baby to tooth. <laughs> yeah, that was like, I remember in the early 90s, like when biscotti, like, just like took over the U.S. Well, like, I guess some food executive went to Italy and was like, hold on, man. They ate these things that I thought was a straight up bone, and it's a fucking ama- it's an amazing companion to a hot beverage. Is that what a biscotti is? I've never had a biscotti because I don't drink coffee. I feel like you have to drink coffee to have a biscotti, right? Like well, that's the that's natural, typically. Yeah, that's why it hits so grossly when you're like 11 years old, and you're, okay. and like your parents are like, "Well, it's better with coffee." It's like, "Well, I can't have coffee." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they you didn't give you that. Right? They didn't give you that best part of waking up when you were 11. <laughs> no, I didn't start drinking coffee till after college, uh, until I Dang. moved to Brooklyn and I got caught up in the culture of it, like going uh, to coffee shops. And now shops. I'm addicted to caffeine. And Wait, which culture single- is that? Uh, I think that's Brooklyn, uh, <laughs> Brooklyn hipster culture. Where yeah. you're like, Let's meet at a cafe. And you're like, I don't really drink coffee. And after you've had your like fourth iced tea from the fridge, you're like, let me just try a fucking coffee. So, right. I, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this shit. <laughs> it works. Oh, I see what? why every adult needs it. Wait, I'm, it, I'm when, growing strong. I still don't do. I'll go and I'll just have water or tea at a coffee shop if somebody good for you. You yeah. fucking freak. I don't Wait, like no. chocolate. I don't like coffee. Get the yeah. fuck. I don't even know how to relate to you, dog. I know you don't. I, no I know you don't. You vanilla covered and I'm chocolate covered. <laughs> I'm That's immune. not the part I have a hard time relating with. <laughs> <laughs> the difficult part is if given the opportunity to have one thing of chocolate, you would have a butterfinger. That, that, I want to write you fucking off for that. Yeah, his head almost <laughs> fell off. I was like, oh no, you upset I, was like, I don't like chocolate, just Butterfinger. It's like, that's now like saying, know. I don't like music, just Record Scratch. <laughs> right. Yo, man, Record Scratch is tight, man. You gotta yeah, hold you your bite your tongue. It's a whole aesthetic texture. Wait, you didn't start drinking coffee to your after college? What What did you do to stay awake in college? Amphetamines like the rest of us? Uh, yeah, I had blue boogers every once in a while in college. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Early 2000s, uh, Adderall was blue. There it is. And you would wake Wait, up in the morning. Why is he taking nose? apart that gel cap? It's time released. Yeah, yeah, but you can get you can kind of chop it up in the stuff parts you need. Anyway, uh, I got this thesis. Ah, the blue drip, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about how Jews were othered in the New Testament, starting with the stoning of Stephen, isn't going to write itself that paper. <laughs> Here we go. 
I was a radio TV film major, so I didn't have to do anything of importance. Yeah. I was foolish. It's crazy that the last stuff. 10 years, it was weird to have radio. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm so old. I have radio in my college major. And now at 40, radio is probably the thing I do the most. Like yeah, the yeah. new version of radio, whatever this shit is. I'm like, yeah. holy fuck, full circle. It's back. You hear that, <laughs> yeah. children? Don't let anybody tell you college doesn't matter. Doesn't work. <laughs> Davis is putting his degree to work. Don't Damn, dude, I went that. to theater school and like whenever I want to sound important, I say, oh, my degree is in communications. Yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> That's what I say. But it's true. I'm communicating. You are. No, 100 percent. How you been? Otherwise, Gabrus, I saw you've been been on a like a sojourn around the. I went on a cruise around French Polynesia with my wife and in-laws. And uh, I mean, not not the ideal companions for a trip like that. But I mean, yes, my wife is an ideal companion for a trip. (laughs) I don't need to go away with her parents after having them at our house for a week leading up. But this is the most beautiful place on Earth, man, so far that I've seen. It's everything I want. Wait, more than Long Island? Yeah, it's weird. It's a bunch of short islands, but it still hits harder than even <laughs> one long island. Okay, uh, okay. Polynesian culture is so interesting. The food is awesome. The Everything is beautiful. And uh, everyone references James Cameron, where they're like, James Cameron owns something over. And you realize this is where Homie came up with Avatar. Like when you like because the wildlife is so different, the ocean is so clear and we know Avatar 2 is all underwater. I guarantee it looks like Bora Bora, Huahini and all these all these islands because they kept talking about how much he loved because he's also a scuba guy and shit. So they were talking about how much he loves it there. And I was like, this makes total sense. Now I'm going to rewatch Avatar tonight after going to French (laughs) Polynesia. A newfound enjoyment of everything after being in French Polynesia. I've never been in water that clear with the exception of, like, a diving tank in uh, high school swimming. Like, this was just so fucking unreal, the visibility I had. I scuba dived with, like, 40 sharks, like a full school of reef sharks. It was fucking terrifying and exciting. Yeah. Holy shit. Highly recommend it. If you have the means, get yourself to French Polynesia. I think a cruise is an expensive and dumb way to do it. There's probably way smarter, cooler ways. Right. Uh, you'll figure it out. I was just tagging along on my in-laws vacation. Also, uh, cruise life. We all know Jackie's loves cruise life. I love I, I didn't love know cruise. that. That's oh, exciting. I've been on five cruises cruise and I'm too. going on my sixth one. <laughs> going on my COVID cruise in <laughs> April of this year, baby. Did you see wait. those ads? That like Carnival put out looking for comics to to to, to perform, and it was like no. the worst perks. It was like, yeah, man, like you can get like a room for like a second. <laughs> there, there's like no talk of money. It's just like, and you'll have yeah. access to the dining car one yeah. hour before. Every, you know what I mean? Like, and it's all like, wait, where am I getting paid in there? It's like, oh, you think the Carnival ride oh. is like, yeah, it's you got to ride the elevator with people you bombed in front of. Like, I don't want to yeah. be at the buffet and being like. <laughs> Hey, you said a weird uh, joke. I'm like, I, I, I don't don't make eye contact with me, please. <laughs> Look, man, I have, my shift's not even on yet. I got to go do balloon animals in the kids' deck uh, in about 14 minutes, so got to make Which it Which is quick. true. Which is true. Oh, man. Well, uh, before we get to know you even better, John, let's look at some of the stories we're talking about. One of them being those damn texts that all those Fox hosts were exchanging on January 6th. Uh, we talked about how they were read aloud, but now we just want to watch some kind of you know, pivot and get very uncomfortable trying to explain that, you know, how they very clearly saw that what was happening was being controlled by the president. But we'll touch base with the sort of their explanations there. We'll also talk about one of the insurrectionists 
from January 6th. So I didn't really know about who got to the he got to the insurrection late, but he still managed to fuck around enough that he found out in a very federal kind of way. So <laughs> yeah. we'll touch it based with that. And also the cops. Again, we have to talk about the cops, but uh, this very specific form of copaganda, which is the arresting of the Grinch every fucking holiday season that we see and just how like pervasive it is and just like that it's really just a low key like, you know, psyop to get kids to, you know, love the police. So we will tackle that and many more things. But first, Gabrus, John G, let us know something from your search history that, you know, just reveals something about you. Give well, this will be your mind. pretty obvious, but uh, the most recent one I have is short board shorts, size XXL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and that I mean, never go away, baby. I mean, never go <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> never, ever. Hard to find. Hard to find short board shorts uh, in my size. So that's what I'm on the hunt for. If any listeners here are girthy individuals and have access to short vintage looking board shorts, that's what right. your boy's in the market for. Send what, are you along. Kind of, what are you looking for when you say it? What's what like not just a swim trunk, a short trunk, but it has to be a board short. Like, what are you? T- what what? Qualifies? It doesn't have to be. But uh, the uh, I want like board shorts. Like I need a little stretch. I need a little shortness to show the thighs. You can't really surf in a budgie smuggler, which is what I normally wear at the beach as a speedo. But you can't really surf in it because it like could chafe your thighs and stuff. So yeah. I just want, and I don't need to get. Ro- I'm already getting roasted by every surfer that's out there, as I am on a fucking ten foot foam padded board, like it's like a fucking canoe, and I'm just wiping <laughs> out in the fucking shore break. They right. all know I'm a kook, so I just want, <laughs> I just want want to be able to uh, not look, not also be in a speedo. Oh, got it. So you want you you don't want to immediately be ID'd as a kook out there. Just yeah, I need like one slamage. round. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I need one layer of illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Coming up yeah, to the water, you want them to be like, ah, and then when you this get in the water. might have what it takes. And then when they see me in the water, absolutely floundering with my nipples bleeding, they know what right, the right, fuck's right. up. You're Nariana Huffington out there. Somebody, so I was in Hawaii a, a couple months ago, and like I went to a beach and they surfers be cracking me up man because they always pretend they was like yo you're not gonna get in the water i was just laying on the beach enjoying myself had a little uh cut water vodka mule or moscow mule and drinking enjoying myself and then this like surfer dude comes up hey man you want to join the class? You want to get in the water? And I was like, oh, man, no, I can't even swim like that. He was like, you don't need to swim. I'm like, nigga, stop lying. Yes, you do. You got to know how to swim to surf. You can. You should never say to someone that says, I can't swim. You should go, nah, get in the ocean. Get in the ocean. Like you, like you, you shouldn't even get on a fucking, you're, you love cruising and you can't swim. I I get some lessons just in case, I mean, bro. Cabers, I'm pretty you can stay far. Alive. I, yeah, I can stay alive on a cruise. I'm not, I'm not falling <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> someone just fell off. Uh, a yeah. woman just fell off the boat in Mexico. And and swimming didn't help her. She did. No, no, you're right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fuck it. Never learn to swim. <laughs> you fall class. off a boat. Hey, swimming ain't gonna help you. You go. Bro. You go. Hard to argue that, bro. <laughs> yeah, especially if uh, the person who pushes you off doesn't say anything. Right. Like, they never let the captain right. know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's wild. She was saying something and then uh, vanished. That's weird. Yeah, I guess maybe not. That's I don't know. Let's so check her room. Maybe it. check the casino. Uh, she must be in right. one of those spots. Let's check that state just, room. 
the scene of a murder always. But yeah, uh, I you know, I like short shorts, too. I'm thigh gang. I recently I had a suit made for myself and I real like pants are always the hard bit to get tailored. Yeah. And when I was getting fitted, the dude getting my measurements was like, yeah, you know, you would probably always need to have made like pants custom made. He's like the seat. Of, he's like your waist is a 34, but the actual seat that you need for your thighs is of a 38. Mm. So you could either go 38 and have them tailored down. He's like, but yeah, you, you would have trouble finding pants that normally fit you. Cause, and every time I wear pleated pants, the pleat is gone. <laughs> my thighs are too thick every I, time I'm the same I have huge thighs a big belly and no ass pants fit me in the weirdest fucking ways dude like yeah. they hang off the back they bunch in the thigh area. and they're like, like flapping I, in the butt yeah, <laughs> in the wind I got mad space in the, and look let's be honest I got extra space in the front too uh, you know I'm just, <laughs> I got no ass no dick big belly thick thighs yeah. clear heart can't lose can't lose <laughs> I the same way. I look like you remember the old Montreal, Montreal Expos logo that basically looked like a D and a B. That's how my thighs and ass look. So, <laughs> I got big thighs and a big ass. And so uh, pants just don't pants be fucking me up, man. Pants be fucking me up. You got that back porch that we love so much. I got much. that back porch, exactly. baby. <laughs> Gabriel, so what's something you think is overrated? Cars. Mm. I'm oh, tired yeah. of them. I'm mm -hmm. uh, the pollution. To, what they're doing to our beautiful Earth. That uh, I, <laughs> the fucking they they kill people all the time. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to live a more pedestrian life in the quarantine. Like in the last couple years in L.A., I was like, I'm gonna just go to more close places and I'm gonna walk more places or I'm gonna walk for dumb errands for both like fitness and like connecting with the city more. Yeah, and it really being a pedestrian in L.A. really changed my viewpoint of LA and, and like oh, when you go to all these fucking European cities that are like, you can walk everywhere in Barcelona and it's like, SoCal has the weather. We should be biking and walking everywhere. Like drive should be yeah. for only over two miles. Like, and if we just made it safer to walk or to yeah. bike both in like, you know, there's like crosswalks every like 11 blocks on Melrose. And it's like, this is so dangerous. And people just keep like, kick two lanes out of there, put an electric bus in there, give me a bike lane so that these scooter things aren't dangerous and shit. Mm -hmm. I, just cars in general are overrated and they're just getting bigger. These fucking protester plowers that people are buying, like these F-350s and shit. Right. It's like, that's just more gas, more size, harder to like, harder to find parking, harder to see on the road as every car gets bigger and shit too. It's like, yeah. we're just heading in a direction where and people are like, I need the big car to feel safe. And it's like, we shouldn't have to feel safe. Like, it yeah. should just be safe. We shouldn't need, right, like, yeah. extra. Like, so we're doing something wrong. Cars are fucking overrated. And I understand that they're part of the American foundation, but so was racism. And we should get yeah, rid of both. Say, not, not to equate yes. the two, but not many a lot of shit that, that helped build America, we do yeah. not need anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't have somebody come by to do a foundation inspection on the home. That is the U S because it's gonna be like, <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh Lord. There's like crimes again. I think the foundation is a crime against humanity. I don't yeah. know. Uh, either yeah. way, but quite yeah, literally I, like the movie, poltergeist buried on a native uh, burial ground like right. we're, oh yeah not to mention all the other awful shit in the last we're just trying years. to compound the karma to the point where it just makes sense when people <laughs> read about the de the eventual demise of this place yeah. i think too like i mean honestly you know i mean you're from new york i'm from chicago sorry miles no, you're from fine. los angeles right 
That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So like the valley, never, one of the no, most unwalkable places. In one of the most hostile places where I got uh, grew up walking barefoot on asphalt that was hundreds of degrees to the point where like I use it as a rite of passage. I'm like, oh, you wearing sandals? <laughs> <laughs> my feet are the calluses on my feet, baby. Yeah, but I, I, you know, like the more walkable places. I mean, you know, I've never been to many European cities, but in America, generally have public transportation. And that's mm-hmm. our big thing, because if you have public transportation, like you said, anything over two miles, well, with public transportation, you can take that and then you can still live in a walkable city, even if you have to yeah. go over two, three, four five miles away. I feel I feel like if we pitched, yo, L.A., if we get public transit, you could look at your phone, your entire commute I know. and not risk anyone's. Everyone in L.A. is drunk, stoned or on their phone while driving. It's like those are all three things that are completely safe to be on public transit. Yeah. You get high as fuck and look at your phone. The ent- You can watch a movie on your phone as you commute to work. Doesn't that sound appealing, people? Yeah. No, because the question is, is someone who makes less than $130,000 a year and doesn't go shop at Whole Foods, is there a chance that? They might step off one of these uh, metro stops in my neighborhood, which is always yeah, the thing God. that stops because fucking Beverly Hills and Santa Monica is always like the they always deliver the death blow for any like major transit project because they're like, well, we don't want people getting off here. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, because, you know, we going to rob them when, you know, we, we robbing people, you know, that's obvious. But still, oh, yeah, still, the, you know. We huge don't. uptick in shoplifting crimes in Los <laughs> yeah, Angeles once right. the, the subway is built. Well, what's wild, though, too, is even in L.A., like, statistically, I'm pretty sure, like, property crime's gone down, which yeah, is an interesting fact. But we still have, you know, got to beat the, the drums of, hey, man, they tried to defund the police. We need to put more people out there because someone went to CVS to get food for their baby who's, who needs uh, it. And public transportation also blows up a little bit of the central city system where it's not as crazy to live outside of the city if you have an right. easy way in. You don't have to take a 101 jammed with traffic. And we're all we have insanely expensive real estate. We are all on top of each other. And if we get some fucking public transit or, you know, the bus from past Altadena down, like we can all move a little further away from the mm-hmm. city center and still exist. Like you can live in the quote unquote outer boroughs of Los right. Angeles. Yeah. yeah. I would love to live in Pasadena. I feel like it. I feel like it's a huge problem solver. It's like yeah. we, like public transit allows. Also, fuck Santa Monica and fuck Beverly Hills for being like we can't have poor people coming into our town. You don't give a fuck when they come in to work at your fucking restaurants yeah. and well, shit or hey, be don't your valets. Don't make yeah. him think, John, with some complex it's thought like, around that. I don't want to be away. like the racist one percenter, but you can go to Beverly Hills and be like, this would make it easier for people who work here to get here. And there'll be less cars on the road. So you can all have your white Benz SUVs lined up in fucking on the street without having to right. share a parking. In front lot. of Crustacean. When <laughs> I used to when I used to be a tour guide and was driving the Rasta bus in LA. Oh, you, you used know, to the Rasta bus tour? You used to drive yeah. the Rasta bus, dude? I, I had did. no idea. That's fucking wild. I used to drive that the thing. Rasta bus. Do you know how nerve-wracking it was to drive down Rodeo Drive yeah, with a fucking Maserati or a goddamn Porsche or uh, a, a Lamborghini and my big ass tr- I'll hit a Camry all day, but I don't want to hit this fucking Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> you I guarantee the owner of the Rolls Royce is litigious AF. Oh, so of course just- he is. <laughs> of course, the Camry will be like, oh, man, it's all good, bro. It's just a little scratch. You good. I, everything Irie, like to the Rasta <laughs> yeah. bus. Like, hey, thanks, man. 
Yeah. It's what the, because that's the other part of Beverly Hills, though. It's the most expensive cars where people drive worse than the rest of LA somehow. Yeah. Like yeah. when I used to work at Playboy, they're headquartered out there, like right by the city, like Civic Center down there in Beverly Hills. Anytime we would go walk into Beverly Hills for lunch, there wasn't a time like you could set foot in a fucking crosswalk and have some asshole who wasn't looking, turn making a right turn, just like cutting through the sidewalk. And you're like, I just need to man up, take this traumatic brain injury real quick and get a great lawsuit settlement out of this and then I'll be good. But Beverly Hills uh, is the best place to go if you want to get hit by a lime green Lamborghini. <laughs> like right. these motherfuckers bottoming out going into the the fucking parking garages and shit. It's like exactly. just drive a normal car. <laughs> like for no. fuck's sake. <laughs> then how will they know that I have generational wealth? I'm nineteen with an inexplicable car. Uh Gabriel, so what's something you think is overrated? Uh oh, I'm sorry, underrated. 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 Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go with the movie The Last Duel. It got a lot of fucking mm. heat because oh, of, really? Yeah, it's it's mm. mad good. It's a it's a Ridley Scott period piece. It looks mm. fucking magnificent. It's pretty funny. And yes, it does feature sexual assault, but that is the crux of the story is a sort of like everyone telling their version of the story. And if if all these people who are up in arms about it watched it, it it lands in the right place, but it's of a time period that it were awful for women. And I right. think they demonstrate that in the movie. Ridley Scott is like 80 something years old and he dropped two of the biggest movies of the year, that and House of Gucci. That's fucking baller shit for an 80 something year old British guy to be doing. Also, I, I bet from, from a studio perspective, I think maybe a terrible move like that maybe they're cannibalizing each other uh, yes, by having yeah. two films out at the same. Cause I remember I saw a write up that's like, was it Ridley Scott blaming millennials for the poor performance of the film? Yeah. Or something like that? yeah. We don't yeah. like to watch like, shit or, or it, it, what do you say? Like attention span or something. It was, that was not true. Cause we fucking watched four hours of infinity war. Or yeah, but game, what like... they don't understand is also it's like, no, you're not making movies for millennials. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not what right, millennials right, right. are watching. No matter the length, you can make a 90 minute movie, but they're not going to see, like I'm 40 and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are kind of old and corny to me. I love them. And I'm a huge Affleck apologist. I think he's a fantastic actor, even oh, better yeah. director. Oh, yeah. But I. I like I understand that a 22 year old doesn't give a fuck that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in a Ridley right. Scott period piece. Those are all words that when I was 22 would make me I wasn't you know, when I was in my early 20s, I wasn't seeing good movies, but I was going to the movies. Going to the movies is even less of a thing now because it's a fucking pandemic. Ridley, it's expensive and people would rather watch fucking TV. Everyone has fucking 60-inch screens in their house. It's, yeah. it's a hard competition. I'm a huge purveyor of going to see movies in the theaters. It's, like, oh, it's a I true communal experience. But right. Ridley Scott, you're off base saying it's like attention span based. It's and like, then also, like, all the billboards and shit. Now, you know, I'm 35, so I love movies. I love good movies, bad movies. I'm a movie guy. I love the theater. It also doesn't appeal to me to see, like more white people on billboards in a period piece. Like, right. I, I don't go see an all-white movie, but a period piece? Like, come on, man. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> like, <Right>. I don't <laughs> want to see further that shit. back in time, just tell somebody else to give somebody else the fucking mic for a second. Yeah, yes, Chances yeah. are you're going to have a way better fucking movie. The thing that Ridley Scott said was that, you know, that he was asked, I guess, he went on 
he went on Mark Marin's podcast. This is where it was said, of course. Mm-hmm. And Jesus. he was asked about, you know, like, do, what do you think about the performance? Like, was it the promotion that Disney maybe messed up on? He said, no, Disney did a fantastic promotion. The last duel's low performance. Uh, oh, he said, the bosses loved the movie because I was concerned it was not for them, but they really liked the movie. So their advertising, publicity, et cetera, was excellent. I think what it boils down to, what we've got today, are the audiences who were brought up on these fucking cell phones, the millennium. I, okay, his words. The millennium do not ever want to be taught anything unless you are told it on the cell phone. This is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. There is a misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this latest generation, I think. Also, man, when a motherfucker is going to finally learn that millennials, we ain't the latest generation no more. <laughs> like, yeah. we're not. I'm technically a millennial. That's how old he is. I'm, yeah. I'm 39. Yeah. Well, yeah. let, I also think let's stop asking 80 something year olds how they feel about modern culture. It's yeah. like, yeah. these people were alive when they you sat at a different fucking counter than someone who looked different than you. It's yeah. like, I don't need, like, stop asking Marty Scorsese what he thinks about Doctor Strange. He's a fucking old man who right. makes a different. It's like, it's like going up to fucking Bob Dylan and being like, how do you feel about, you know, Twitch DJs? It's like, dude, it's just not the same, man. It's a, it's a Honestly, I would love to know that answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a completely different yeah. fucking medium. Yeah. And, and everyone loves to. Oh, the Disney execs loved it. I can't believe kids didn't love it. Well, no shit. If a Disney exec loves <laughs> your movie, Bob a 22-year-old. Yeah, exactly. That's not <laughs> okay. a sign that it's zeitgeisty. Oh, but hey, I mean, that was an is. accident. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, but you it, know. I highly recommend it when it comes out on VOD or streaming or whatever. Definitely check it out. It's it's funny. The violence is amazing. And yes, it is all whiteheads, <laughs> but they are a lot of the best working whiteheads out there. Damon, Affleck, Driver, and Jody Comer. Everyone's All fucking right. great. Yeah. All right. Put it on the list. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> wildly white movie. <laughs> and they're not, they're like, they're playing French knights and they don't speak in French. So it's like, you could definitely have a brother in there if, you could, if, you're, if you're not gonna like in the show The Great, where they're all Russian. They don't. Right. There are black and Hispanic, brown people all over the all over the show, and no one speaks with a Russian accent. But it's like, if you're gonna go the conceit where to make it more palatable for modern culture, go yeah. one step further and show some other people there. Yeah. For right. sake. Yeah, it's not hard. Like, yeah. But yeah, don't use like this sad argument. Like, well, it's not like actually an accurate depiction of what was around. Them. It's like, but they're talking like they're like Southies, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like we have Boston, <laughs> France. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh yeah, and we're in Roxbury, fucking France, near Nice. Uh, anyway. Matt Damon has a mullet, and Ben Affleck has uh, blonde hair. Blonde hair. Yes. Might be worth it just to see those freaks. Yeah, like I guess that. I'll yeah. look just for those costumes. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about, like, I guess less important news. And we're back, and time to check in on Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, some of the people over at Fox. You know, they who had some splaining to do in regards to the now public text messages that they exchanged with Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, on January 6th. You know, I think it was pretty clear to anybody who, you know, whether they read the text or heard Liz Cheney read them aloud, that they were the words of people who knew that Trump was in control of what was happening, that he got them to gather there. He got them to march on the Capitol. 
And when shit really started going down, he was probably the only person who was going to be able to pump the brakes on the whole thing. Yet, even though those texts said that, things like, you got to get him to do something. This is destroying all the work that's been done. This is like an absolute, like, this is a disaster. You know, despite those texts, later in the day, we had Ingram on there being like, I'm pretty sure that we don't even know who those people even are. They, they might be Antifa, who famously look like boomers with uh, substantial retirement plans and wear Ugg boots and, you know, fuzzy red, white, and blue knit hats. I can guarantee you anyone who calls himself Antifa doesn't have a Roth IRA. Like, yeah. like <laughs> right, re- relax, exactly. tough guys. Oh, or right. calls himself Antifa. Right! right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, dude, could you the most, the most insufferable person who does, though? He's like, yeah, dude, I'm Antifa, so. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, because, like, fuck Trump and, like, all that shit, dude. Like, fascism like, fucked up. Like, I'm Antifa. Yeah, I'm like, so- I get, like, maybe you, yeah, you are diametrically opposed to fascism in that sense. But, you know, you don't need to be going out there, like, that's, like, your set. Yeah. Um, that's your claim. Yeah, but- and anyone who is so anti-something that they call themselves, like, no one should, everyone should be anti-fascist. Red flag. <laughs> like, yeah. But just like, and like, not to bring QAnon back up, but like anyone who's that anti-pedophilia, that it's on their mind that much, you got to be like, bro. Think, yeah. Thinking stop. about it a little too much, bro. Yeah. Like, like I, I agree. Pedophiles are fucking bad. Like yeah, they yeah. are objectively, it should never happen. We have to fight that. But yes. if it doesn't. If it holds all your thoughts all day long, that's mm-hmm. probably very bad for your brain. I agree <laughs> so else, much yeah. that I go probably six days out of the week without thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, it's just an ingrained philosophical value that I hold within <laughs> <Right>. me. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to think about it. It's in my core. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to wear a T-shirt that says, um, I, if someone had a T-shirt that said, like, uh, let's stop pedophilia i'd be like what's making you promote like right. yeah what's on your mind man <laughs> and why are you putting line. it on my mind now I wasn't yeah thinking i don't want to think about this shit i was right eating now. my burrito man <laughs> or, yeah or you find people like i'm actually so like against racism you know like it's like so bad like it's actually like the worst thing ever like i'm just like against it like every time so you're like mm, okay that sounds like a new a much. personality you're trying on <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unlike those fine people the people Fox, you know, they continue to just carry water for the president and downplay the insurrection. And And we're not even touching on the fact that the president's chief of staff is on a text relationship with hosts of the network that is propaganda for the right wing. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're not even addressing that. We're we're going one step past to be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? They know it's wrong. And it's like, wait, it's (laughs) even crazier that they all can text Mark Meadows whenever they want. Yeah. As like, if that's they can be like, hey, son. get him to say this. Get him to say that. Or he can right. say, you need to say this. Uh, hi, right. Mark Meadows here. Make sure we, you know, explain that Portland is on fire so that uh, white people in Long Island could be scared. The right, amount of exactly. people who have asked me about fucking like crimes in L.A. from my life that have no relation to Los Angeles, they shouldn't be on there. Like they're, they've got people. Wor- Fox News got people. Wor- my aunt will say shit like hear what they're doing in Australia? I'm like, no. And why do you know? And why do right. you care? Get the fuck right. out of there. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what they're doing in your local township at no. all? Oh, you don't nah, know that. Nah. But you're nah. aware that they're, you think they're rounding up the unvaccinated in Australia and putting them in right. camps? I don't right. think that's happening. I'm sorry. Hey, I don't know. So Handy said. But so Tuesday, you know, they had to basically put the full court press on 
trying to do some damage control because yeah, those those texts made it clear. It's like, yeah, you guys knew how bad it was. You knew who was in control of it. Yet you went on the air and you said the exact opposite to spin it for your audience because that's what you do. You lie and this is all about optics in the worst possible way. So gaining and uh, holding power is all that fucking matters. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing uh, I just want to play Hannity's defense. He's he's got a few different ideas on like what's what's really going on here and and what those texts actually said. It wasn't like I knew like it was bad. Like I'm just saying stuff. I don't know here. Let's just listen to him in his own words. In a weak attempt to smear yours truly and presumably, I guess, President Trump, Congresswoman Cheney presented one of my text messages from January 6th to Mark Meadows. Uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. I said to Mark Meadows the exact same thing I was saying live on the radio at that time and on TV that night on January 6th and well beyond January 6th. And by the way, where is the outrage in the media over my private text messages being Get released again publicly? Do we believe in privacy in this country? Apparently not. It's not my first rodeo, like the thousands of Hannity text messages released to the public that, that, okay, over the years. Okay, so he's years. gonna go. To, I'm sorry, I have, to, I have to cut you off there, Sean. So so Please sorry do. about that. <laughs> he spun it into. First of all, let me just lie and say. And that's what I did on TV that night. You did not, Sean Hannity. You went out yeah. there and you were. You said it was Antifa. That's, we can watch that was it. The big thing. You yeah, know, we can watch it again, Hannity. <laughs> he knows. Luckily, he's of course talking he to knows. an audience who doesn't look. Yeah, he's he's talking to an audience who doesn't look, or an audience who was watching then, and will be like, "Yeah, he did say that. No, he didn't. You know, he didn't." Shut up. Right. Also, him bitching that his privacy was invaded by someone reading his text out loud. He does know that. It was read aloud because it was subpoenaed evidence in a criminal case. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, you, if you lose some rights to privacy, unfortunately, due to our intense carceral state, you yeah. do lose some rights to privacy. Even rich white people have to deal with yes. that shit. And it's like, your text is not public. It was it's read a, yeah. in the fucking Congress. No, I mean, what happened, though? What happened to our sense of privacy? What happened and, to freedom? Like, and, and he also knows that if it was something that he wanted to you know, bash that he would throw some private text messages up on the screen oh of his show. Yeah. Yeah. If that nigga would put my text messages up on the screen, if like it would prove a point. I love that butterfingers. He, <laughs> <laughs> you see the Negroes the in this country Antifa. are on some weird shit. We gotta, we gotta, we can't let them vote. <laughs> now we've got black people who don't even like chocolate. Now this is what the Democratic Party is doing to people. You're like, this is what, what the, the liberals fuck? want. This is what, what the liberals <laughs> want. They want only butterfingers and raisins with vanilla. <laughs> so you know, again, they've just been struggling with this because it was so clear he can't really speak to the material, you know, content of these texts. He has to completely pivot to what happened to privacy, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm used to this because I've been, you know, I remember I got caught up with Michael Cohen, who was also an investigation and some texts <laughs> were leaked then, you know, as part of an investigation. He later says stuff like, you know, these leaks because of like FOIA requests. Those are Freedom of Information Act requests. Those aren't <laughs> leaks. Those are you. people are uh, those are accessible to people through the Freedom of Information Act. It's not your privacy again. It's but. so wild how many like millionaires and people in power, like the, the thing I always go back to, and this is a, a really random analogy is as a Giants fan, Plaxico Burris one time shot himself in the leg in a club. 
Mm-hmm. And my dad said something to me at the time. I was like, that's so crazy. My dad goes, at some point, you're rich enough to let someone else carry the gun. And you're yeah. like, that's 100% true. And Hannity could have a producer who's in touch with these people. But no, because he likes the ability to be able to text. the, And that's where you're too close to the fucking fire, dude. If you had yeah. a right-hand person who did those texting for you, you'd be on unto- You'd maybe still be considered an objective journalist. But right. now every story you do about Mark Meadows it come, should come into play that there's a major conflict of interest if you can text that person. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, unfortunately for Sean Hannity, he doesn't have the self-awareness to realize he cheddar-bobbed himself <laughs> with those text messages coming out. You could have had somebody else carry in for you my man but it is what it is so the other thing is i haven't thought of cheddar bob in a long i mean i felt like that was the whole like when plaxico shot himself everybody was was like yo cheddar Cheddar bob 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 over here yeah Yeah. for all my old heads (laughs) like you call my eight mile fans in the the (laughs) anyway so sean hannity you cheddar bob yourself what can you say so the next thing that happened was he had Geraldo on and sadly Geraldo had a working set of eyes and a brain on January 6th. And he wasn't as like accepting. Cause you know, that's not what Geraldo does. He, he likes to be all, sometimes he'll say the right thing. Sometimes it's a completely just most absurd, nonsensical thing. But this day Geraldo chose fucking chaos and during this segment, they were basically, they had Dan Bongino on uh, to basically talk about, <laughs> what about all the other riots that year? Why this one that they keep talking about? And Geraldo's like, okay, well, let's, sure, but let's talk about this specific one for a very specific reason. This was a riot that was unleashed, incited, and inspired by the President of the United States, which targeted right, Geraldo, we're not the, tar- the that's heart of American no. democracy. The President didn't say, no, you could say that's your opinion. The, Ameri- the President well, me, said let, peacefully, let me, let me, no, no, stop. The President said peacefully, patriotically, march to the Capitol. That's your opinion. I don't even want to go down that road. That's not the question tonight. The question right. is this corrupt committee. The question is why this riot and not 574 other riots. The question is. I think the, the, the reason is like because of what Geraldo said. It was uh, instigated, incited and, you know, rah rah on by the fucking president. That's why. And it was on a government proper. It was on like <laughs> it. It wasn't like a, a window being broken at a Chase Bank on Fairfax. You know what right, I mean? Exactly. Like this is like this is and that was and. Let's not even get into the motivations of both different quote unquote riots. The protests were stop killing us. This was no, our guy won. Like that, those are two very different vibes. Those are two very different (laughs) levels of justification in my book. And and riots on one side were incited by the people who should have been protecting us because we were upset (laughs) that they were killing us. And riots on this side were incited by the people who should be protecting us <laughs> and it said are right. killing us like yeah, the the like, like, hey right this way y'all right this way <laughs> yeah. folks you want oh you want to flick it up one time all right hey there you go uh please don't tag me in that though uh blue lives matter so yeah he you know dan bongino was saying he's like you're backstabbing the president it's like sir Jesus he's be- he's asking a very direct question but you know, you you, like, you love all to these see. motherfuckers don't have knives in their back from Trump. The second Trump need, needs yeah, a, someone to fall on. Like these guys me. are all going to be fucking dead meat. Trump yeah. doesn't. He doesn't have. He's already. Physique. 
said fuck Fox News as many times as he can. Like, as soon as he you don't mean serve that. him, but he doesn't mean that. Uh, and, <laughs> and you Sean know Hannity what? He's right. Fuck us. Fuck us. Yeah. Uh, we're a bunch we, of losers. I love Geraldo. He's like, that's not the question we're asking. The question we're asking is riots. It's like, wait, no, not a question, Mr. Hannity. And yeah. also, I think Geraldo is correctly talking about the same thing, at least. That's oh, your yeah. opinion. I love that Dude. he's like, that's your opinion, which is the loophole that all those motherfuckers use whenever they get called out on Yo, something. If if you're using the dude from the Big Lebowski defense to justify your nonsense, <laughs> you're like, well, that's just like your opinion, man. That's, <laughs> that, that's not actual <laughs> negate what sure. You may think that you might try to reduce his sort of observation as an opinion. But again, it's a hell of a drug to try and have to, you know, Keep yourself in mental pretzels to be able to look at that shit on the TV and then be like, I think it's Antifa. Okay. Also, uh, Laura just, Ingram, sadly, she didn't have as she didn't have as much of a she just straight up lied. It wasn't as interesting. She was just like, I never said any of that. And you're like, really? Yeah, oh, you did. Okay. We yeah, you did, Laura. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. I mean, look, at its base level. It's really fucking weird how much these motherfuckers came for Trump. Like, just at the base, take even take all the politics out of it, take all the bullshit out of it. Like, why? Like, he don't even like y'all. <laughs> he don't even like you. Because at the end of the day, they just like that the power that he has, the ability he has to get everybody in step you know, lockstep marching towards fascism and also white dominance. Everyone at Fox News saw a huge increase in their popularity in like the last four to eight years, four to six right. years, whatever yeah. you want to call it, all based on fucking Trump. So the, Trump is their moneymaker. And that's I, I not to be the anti-capitalist. I don't have the T-shirt, but the fundamental <laughs> problem with every, boils down to Money. Anyone will do anything to squeeze an extra penny out of whatever they're, it, whether it's leaving your employees in a warehouse when the tornado is coming at yeah. it, your employees pissing in water bottles, people dying in sweatshops, people fucking like, uh, I will lie. I will do treasonous propaganda for a president that is ruining this country if my ratings go up one notch because my ratings yeah. go up one notch. I will fight tooth and nail to stay in Senate or Congress because my stock portfolio crushes with all my slightly inside information I get. Like mm -hmm. all this shit is all because everyone wants to make a dollar more. Yeah. Just know no matter where, whatever, and I'm including all my employers at the top, that person would cut my head off if their stock value went up 0 0.1, 0.01%. Oh, yeah, yeah. The head of Turner would gladly cut my fucking head off for a centimeter of profits. And would like, piss on you if you're on fire. Yes, exactly. And like, that's what we all need to understand. Laura Ingram will do anything in her power to not lose her fucking day rate. Like, right, that's what, exactly. and that's just upsetting. And it is because without money, it's very difficult to survive in America as well. Now, when we're talking amounts of money, it's a different story, but I get it. You need every little bit of dollar you have because everyone knows the next day you can have a medical emergency that isn't free or you can have like uh, it's impossible to get a house because everything's expensive. Like 
the shit that's fucking with the the little people is also making the big people worse. Right. And <laughs> yeah. then somehow they have the lack of awareness to be like, actually, every you have everything you need, actually. So you can you can kind of kick take your foot off the gas of the selling your soul yeah. thing. Because yeah, 505 million is not yeah. that much more than 500 million. At that point, what, yeah, it's oh, not that much got, more than 400 million. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, to be honest, exactly. think about it. Yeah, really four hundred million. Every dollar you make over nine hundred ninety-nine million should just be taken away and given to someone who makes under fifty grand a year. Every yeah. single, like you, I think nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars is plenty of money for any one individual to have. Like, oh, I, yeah. you, your family is generationally wealthy, but every dollar over nine hundred ninety-nine million should just get sent to somebody else. I agree. That yeah. should be yeah. the rule. Like. You can't just sit there with a thousand ribs on your plate if the person next to you has no ribs. It's like you're not going to eat all that. Why well, might? But what if I want to taste them, John? <laughs> I might. I want to taste what kind of barbecue sauce this one has and this one has. I've been collecting these ribs since fucking '78, since before you were born, Junior. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how and, to and do my, my kids ribs. will have these ribs despite no effort on their part but, to be mm-hmm. a p- functioning member of rib society. They're <laughs> rotting. They're not even edible. These ribs. That if you're waiting that long, like nah. maybe someone else can. You can't nah. even enjoy them. Nah. They can still. They can still put them on their tongue. Yeah. <laughs> seen this. Seen this whole thing a hundred times. I'm not gonna get played. But yeah, I mean, yeah, greed's a hell of a, th- a drug, and so is the ego, and yeah. What better place for all of that to intersect than in on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C.? Uh, because, you know, I think colloquially known as Hollywood for ugly people. Yeah. Even in even on the fucking quote unquote good guys side, the people who care about allegedly care about the, uh, their constituents. Those motherfuckers are all just making money, too. They're all in it for money. I'm so disheartened by everything that's happening in the Democrats. The right wing is terrifying and the left is disappointing. Yeah, they're like the Democrats are that person who like, you know, like you're like, bro, I would never call them up if I got in a fight and I need a backup. Yeah, That's, this guy they're is like, so fucking But no, but look, yo, they were doing push-ups and shit. You saw that video. They were like doing like MMA shit. I'm like, I've seen them in a fight. They ran. They run every time. <laughs> yeah. They talk a lot of shit, but they run every fucking time. And I don't have time for this shit because if shit's going down, I need somebody who's going to go back to back like Batman and Robin. Back to back like uh, Trebek and Say Jack, baby. <laughs> back to back like Jordan and Pippen. No, that don't work. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a little little Chicago flavor in yeah. it. <laughs> these days, these days, you know, Scotty's Scotty's a little. He's a little. Scotty ain't going back to back with Jordan no more now. No, no. Prayers no. <laughs> up for him. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about propaganda. And we're back and just want to, you know, talk about since we're in the holiday season, it's good to take note of all the ways that uh, the police try and, you know, seed their positive stories through the media and maybe get a little bit of that year end goodwill. But specifically, there's just this one. It's like the most hack bit that police officers and police departments do at the end of the year, which is pretending to arrest the fucking Grinch. You've seen images like this fucking everywhere there's always like there was a this like image recently like from this week coming from new jersey about how they had to hey they had to arrest the grinch because he was quote disturbing the peace oh great or in texas they they seized a grinch during a tree lighting ceremony because i don't know he was had different colored skin 
I don't. I uh, can't. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, sure the was. LAPD shot the Grinch in the back when he was walking away. Right, from like them. oh mm-hmm. no, with his hands up. Yeah. Right, uh, and then and then threw up and then threw up gang signs uh, over his dead body. And then Pittsburgh, they also did a thing that they said there's a warrant out for the Grinch after he didn't appear for a sentencing date. And also, also, just because I know that was felt a little heavy, let me dial it back. Kids, they also alerted the kids. Hey, kids, if you see the fucking Grinch, you know what? And he offers them candy. Quote, take the candy and teach him a lesson. I'm sorry, what? The police (laughs) are saying take candy from a fucking creepy stranger as a weight. I don't look. I don't know what the I don't know what the the point of that uh, tip was, but they still said, hey, take the candy and turn them in. That's how you want to do it. I don't know how many kids y'all know. Like. You know, we're all around the same age. Yeah. So we actually grew up with the Grinch. Like, you know, we watched the Grinch cartoon. And then when we were teenagers or young adults, the movie came out and shit like that. I don't know how many kids y'all know now. These motherfuckers don't care about the Grinch. (laughs) They don't like the movie is long gone. The cartoon, they don't watch. Don't don't, they not? The cartoon ain't coming on for a Christmas special every year anymore. Like. Is is so like is so outdated. I mean, I know the reason cops are doing it because you know they want to position themselves as the good guys, and we protect you, and we protect the Christmas spirit, and we'll protect you until we kill you. Like I get what they're doing. I don't All know. they gotta do is fucking hand out gifts to underprivileged kids. Yes. Like, just just do what just the fucking fire it. department does. Do no. for tops. Shit. You, we don't need a fucking dumb little show of like. Like, you know, like the military flyovers, like in honor of vets, we have 11 jets burning uh, millions of dollars worth of fuel. It's like, take that money and give it to homeless no. vets, you fox. It's like, like the fire, the only the way way the fire department is right. helping parents put their car seats in their cars. The police, they're beating the Grinch in the streets to help kids feel Christmas hey, beat up spirit? that green skin. We got a green skin. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, God the... knows what kind of slurs they have for fucking yeah. uh, I mean, the Verde. You know, what's actually funny is they actually use the word Grinch like in police talk, too. Oh, but again, this whole thing is like it's not just these. It's every like I'm just there's not a single local department who doesn't have some kind of fucking Grinch fucking thing going on. And, you know, this whole, I think, pattern of trying to make cop work look really cool and fun and, like, adorable even. It's just, like, super insidious, especially because it's directed at kids. And then like you the have TikTok local... of a fucking cop yeah. who's got two domestic violence things on his record, dribbling oh, a basketball. Oh, they can do the Omarion challenge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, right. he's planking. Yeah, well, he fucking hit a woman at home the other day. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but that, that, that's, that's in his somebody. personal life as a cop. He did this. This TikTok is going to make kids want to be cops. Oh, uh, did you see how sturdy he was getting to that Pop Smoke remix? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think he knows a thing or two. Also, like, the funny thing about this, too, is eventually the Grinch becomes the hero, too. Like, the nigga, like, he... Yeah. 
he he did good. At the end, he returned all the presents without the cops. So y'all arresting the hero, man. Y'all arresting my my homie, the Grinch. It feels <laughs> it feels like correct for the police to be like, uh, what he stole? And it's like, well, then he also ah, no more information. He's green and he stole. Open <laughs> yeah. fire, you know. Yes. It's like, wait, no, no, no. He's turned the corner. You know, rehab the major part of our quote unquote prison system. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> His heart grew three sizes. Nah, we're gonna beat that shit back down to to one. Because right. isn't like. <laughs> to that point, it's like it started off with being like, look at this child who's different than everybody in town. Fucking scare him off to the edge of town so he never comes back. It's like, uh, I believe it started off with y'all being very uh, not understanding of the Grinch when it was a baby. But hey, look, that's a whole other that's a whole other narrative. But to go along with this, like with kids, right? They they get these kids also in on like all this dumb stuff, like being mm -hmm. like, hey, you know. You can you can participate in, you know, taking the Grinch down. They were even having like kids tackle the Grinch and <laughs> pin him so the cops could fucking handcuff him. One kid said, I thought it was cool because I got to tackle a Grinch. This was like a kid who participated in like with his local police department. The cops were saying the kiddos caught him and held him until we were able to get him in handcuffs today. Oh, wow. The kiddos got him. So. You know, this is basically like I was saying, like you said, the term Grinch, they actually use it. They have things like they'll set up things like a Grinch patrol in like a local town, which is essentially saying, you know, wanting to beef up a presence in a residential area to sort of dissuade people from maybe doing any kind of a burglary or property crime or things like that. But even when you hear this sheriff describe like even what a fucking gross Grinch would be, it's like this quote. These folks, a lot of them are drug addicts or have addictions, but they're still going to try and find a way to provide for their children. <laughs> oh, my God. That's part of your description of the Grinch Patrol is someone that's destitute and their only financial recourse is possibly like theft. Yeah. OK. OK. <laughs> and, and, and the answer is not give that person something. Yeah. <laughs> arrest that. Per like, yeah. it, it's fucking it's fuck. It's so. It's so upsetting that the cop narrative is combative against. It's always like we have to stop crime, not prevent crime. We no, have no, to no. come arrest someone after mm -hmm. a crime. And it's like, well, yeah. yeah, it's not that this person point. can't afford to give things to their children or provide for their children. So let's give some stuff to their children so they don't have to steal. Is that now we're going to stop this motherfucker from trying to provide for their children no matter what. And let that child just go without. <laughs> what about that child? What if the child? I don't know. It's not my problem. Their parent was a Grinch. OK. Yeah. And that's the same thing you see even reporting too. like the media will even describe people as fucking Grinches. You quote this is like just random headlines you see with Grinch deputies arrest Grinch who stole a vehicle in Highlands Ranch. Uh, there's some police real life Grinch goes on car wrecking spree in Cambridge. They just this is just like their way to dehumanize just people in general. Now I get if people are fucking up people's shit or whatever and they're committing crimes that's one thing but like the grinch nomenclature vernacular shit to be like hey a couple of grinches just surviving but only in this month will they'll be yeah. a grinch any yeah. other time uh, a, a grinch uh who is uh had a bad drug uh attack because their life seems like it's a dead end because of every system has failed them stole a car and the police were able to stop the Grinch. It's like, yeah, tell, yeah, give yeah, us yeah. the whole fucking story of the Grinch. Right. The Grinch turned the Grinch because we kicked him out of because the, the, they kicked him out of fucking Whoville or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, if we kick people out of society by making them live 
on the streets. We we're making. <laughs> I, I, I want to stop saying Grinch because the cops like it so much. But that's the origin story. Like that's how we're people end up people. with no other direction to go. With a, right, like yeah. like push them away, push yeah. them away, not help them, not extend a hand. Exactly. And again, that that goes back to the point of the whole, you know, the actual book itself about the Grinch. Like, I don't think most kids would know that there is a there is a redemption arc that doesn't involve right. police intervention. Like that is the moral of the story. The moral of the story isn't the Grinch is this terrible fucking person who wants to steal Christmas. The moral of the story is anybody can reform and start to love the things that we all love. Like that is the moral of the fucking story. Also, poor actor. The poor the actor who has to play the Grinch and all these damn shit. Like my man, if somebody my day rate would be three million dollars to do that shit. You know, it's another cop. You know, this is dress up like the Grinch so these kids can tackle you and we can arrest you. Like it's the it's the rookie cop who tried to blow a whistle about the (laughs) interior gangs, and they're like, "Guess what, Rook? You're you want to be a fucking rat? You're the Grinch this year." It goes traffic cop, yeah, (laughs) the beat, walking the street, bike cop, and Grinch. (laughs) Those are the levels of the totem pole at the at the police station. Yeah, and then this time uh, we're actually going to be showing uh, kids how to use our uh, police batons. So uh, we got a PK 16-inch baton the kids are going to be using on the Grinch. So, yeah, suit up, man. Next time, keep your mouth shut. But, yeah, so fuck all that. Fuck the propaganda. And, uh, it's, again, maybe try and teach kids uh, what the moral of the story is there. there. There is a redemption arc rather than they called the FBI to beat the fuck out of the Grinch and chase him out of Whoville. But mm. hey, Mm-mm-mm. that's for another time. All right. Well, Gabrus, thanks so much, man, for stopping by. It's a, a pleasure and an honor to be able to talk of, that shit with you. Of course, man. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is yeah. always a blast coming in here. Where can people find you and follow you, listen to you, to support you? I'm at Gabrus on all social media. You can find everything I'm doing there. Actionboys.biz for... Uh, you know, hundreds of episodes uh, uh, that are too long about different action movies. And also a new thing I've been doing is every Monday night at 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern on the Spotify Green Room app, which is sort of their live radio app. I host a movie show called The Movie Buff where I'm talking about that previous weekend's releases. It's sort of a new format, but I talk to you, the audience. You come up on the quote unquote stage and we chat and that's all uh, that's every Monday night live. So if that is that's in your wheelhouse at all, check that out. That's something new that I'm doing, and I'm really enjoying myself over yeah. there. I get to. Get I have to tell my wife I have to see Spider Man on Saturday for work. Like that's right. the shit. That's the kind of conversations I get to have. Hey, why not? Though? I'm 40 years old. It's like I gotta eat this edible and see Spider Man because it's my job now. She's like, wait, you just had one. She's like, yeah, but it was only 20 milligrams. Yeah, I, I need, need like 40 60 for the work, for this dude. Fucking movie yeah. to melt me. <laughs> No, no way home is what I'm going to be fucking feeling after this episode. <laughs> no ride home. Because <laughs> I can't fucking drive. I'm so fucked up. And then is there like a tweet or a piece of social media that you've been liking you want to shout out? Uh, well, I don't know if this fits in that, that category, but I got to shout out a, a Twitch collective called Racer Trash. They like do re-edits of movies that are sort of like vaporwave uh they're named Racer Trash because the first thing they did was Speed Racer. And they're a collective of editors and producers that each take a chunk of the movie and tweak it in a certain way with a sort of uh, lean towards synth and those colors and shit. And I think they do a fucking amazing job. And 
Miles, continuing with our the things we have in common, we both enjoy a tree lighting ceremony yep. uh, every once in a while. <laughs> and this is a wonderful pairing. Spark up and watch the next time Racer Trash is going is streaming on Twitch. It's such it's such a wild ride. Like they did Twin Peaks, fucking uh, ra- they racer racerized uh, Twin Peaks. They've done. Uh, I've seen a ton of movies that they've done, and it's always a fucking blast. Highly Holy recommend. Shit. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at all the people that, that follow Racer Trash, and it's like. Yep, these are all people with taste. Uh, yeah, okay, I, they're truly rad. It's and it's and it feels like sort of uniquely modern in a way where it's like it's like remix a movie, something that like only a group of talented people could do, and it right. really is a it's a vibe, and it's really fun, it, oh, it, and it's funny. Like a lot of the people are funny and do funny things with scenes that aren't necessarily funny in other movies. The Crouching Tiger, uh, Hidden uh, Dragon one was also awesome. Oh wait, remix of Crouching Tiger? Okay, yep, yeah, say yeah. less. I'm yeah, there. Check it out. Okay, cool. Jaquise, man, thank you so much for helping oh. me host today. It's always, always a pleasure and honor. Always. Where do people I know I know they I know where they can find you, but where can Ooh. where can they where can they find you, <laughs> Well, in case you don't know, you can find me in these streets, baby. And you can find me online at Jaquis Neal on everything. I got three things I want to say real quick. First of okay. all, today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. December 16th. Yes. Uh, enjoy Spider-Man No Way Home, everybody. But give it a weekend before you spoil it. Yeah, you know, give it give it like right. three days. Give it three days. Tickets were hard to get. Some people tried to get tickets to the earlier shows and just couldn't get them. So they got to go see them on Friday or Saturday. Give it a week or say, hey, spoilers ahead. There's no need to be an asshole. I know. If you don't want things spoiled, stay off of social media. I get that. Right. But also, we can give it 40 hours before we just willingly tell everybody, yeah, man, Spider-Man died. <laughs> like, we can right. give it 48 fucking hours. And that's not a spoiler. I don't know if that's no, what happens if anybody sounds upset with me. Or that to happen. In <laughs> yes, no way yes, yes, yes. So let me just say that. And also, just enjoy it. I think it's going to be a fun time. Shout out to Steph Curry for breaking that three-point record. The GOAT, yeah. Greatest Shooter Alive. I got a tweet for you. It's just funny. I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. From IHY Juju is mm-hmm. the uh, handle. And it's just like, in quotations, you reply fast. And then it, after that, it was like, because I'm in love with you. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I relate. That's real, I relate real to that. Right shit. There. <laughs> I relate yeah, to that. Yeah. Yeah. I get that big time. I get that one hundred percent big time. I fucking love that. Last thing, I thought this was funny. Super producer Anna Hosnia he also knows what I'm talking about. Apparently, somebody named a cat after me in Australia. Like my full last government name, Jackie Sneal. And the oh, cat shit. is up for adoption right now. Uh, oh, no. So, yeah, I th- which is pretty dope. Like, there's a cat, and it's a cute cat. It's two years old. I posted about it. So go to my Twitter if you're in Australia, a part of yeah, the Zeit gang. Zeit gang. I know you're You know, get, get, jo- get young Jackie's Neil adopted out there yeah. in whatever place he's I in in Australia. Do not give either Jackie's chocolate. Don't. No, no <laughs> way. No chocolate for Jaquise, the kid, or the comedian. Yes. Or IMC will, theaters. Uh, hot break feels good you. in a place like this. 
AMC theaters. I love yeah, she's Nick, watching Creed Damn, you've too. been at AMC way too much. You're just now the Nicole Kidman promo the Nicole Kidman pro- into your Yo, brain. Every time I go to an AMC now, I always make a story of that Nicole Kidman promo. Uh, Enjoy the fact <laughs> that her reaction to a scene in Creed 2, she's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's really funny that she's watching that movie. They should change that. Uh, Cinema. Love it. Cinema. Indeed. AMC theaters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go and get a dog up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophie Alexandra, where we talk about 90 Day Fiance off that loud pack. Mm-hmm. I wish you were sponsored by Loud Pack, but anyway, hit us up. And some tweets I like. First one is from at Christopher Thomas tweeted, My therapist, be kinder to yourself. My brain. Yeah, be kinder to yourself, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it was just about right if we have that terrible way of motivating ourselves. And the other one is from at Doug J. Balloon, who tweets as the New York Times pitch bot. Always love those tweets. Uh, this one is, Epidemiologists say that COVID is still killing around 1,000 Americans each day. But at this homeschool co-op in rural Michigan, they aren't so sure. (laughs) Always classic, always classic. Uh, You can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We got a Facebook fan page. We got a website. Oh, uh, Daily Zeitgeist. You know, we're, we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes! Thank you. And obviously, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. But before we sign off, I'm going to tell you something. You know, something to just ride out onto. Getting away from the Christmas music for now. Uh, but this is a track, just, just to kind of bring it back. I wanted to go have the old-timey feeling of when Danger Mouse and MF Doom were making wonderful tracks together. Uh, and this isn't from the Danger Doom album, which I love because of the Aqua Teen references that are throughout. But this is a track called Ninjurus with Danger Mouse, MF Doom, Sparkle Horse. So check out Ninjurus wherever you find your music. But go, I, I recommend it. So until next time, we will see you later today to tell you what's trending and all that good stuff. Take care. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace. Hey.